the life after high school podcast. I keep teaching you a few things. <laughs> That's going to be fun. All right. Welcome, everybody. Podcast episode number 22. Brother Dan over here. Work in process. So let's get into it, man. What'd you call me? So work, Brother Dan. <laughs> Your name is Dan, right? Well, I mean, you referred to me as brother when I walked in. Yeah. So <laughs> I only feel it's uh, necessary to. How's that mm, coffee? Dude. It's really good. <laughs> Why do you need to get closer to the mic? I think everyone listening on audio only needs to know that the coffee's really good. Because they can't see my expression. They need to know where the it. coffee came from. So when we kick it off then, tell us where the coffee comes from. <laughs> tell me about the process to getting this coffee from Grimes in Colombia all the it's way down Columbia. to it's into my mouth. Mocha Yemen. Overseas. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I recently started uh, roasting my own coffee beans. Um, So the cup you were drinking, the only part of that process that I did not do was like grow them and pick them and get them here. Other than that, just put it in an air popper. You know those old school like popcorn makers? That's it. Five minute roast. Good to go. That one's a little bit dark, but I mean, if you like dark roast, it's good. It's not burnt or anything, so... No, it's pretty good. Remind me after uh, to uh, get the coffee grinds from... Uh, are they still behind? Yeah, sweet. Okay. Right there. Nice. That's it. So, can you tell us what your process like was from what it was from high school, graduating, to where your timeline kind of took us to right now? And how I fit into the mix. We can, we can add that one <laughs> of course, as well. You know, don't be too self-centered. <laughs> it's all about you, isn't it? Uh, all right, so <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So I uh, am from Ottawa. I'm from south of Ottawa um, for well, probably like not quite half now. Um, where I grew up in Greeley was not actually part of the city of Ottawa. Uh, so we were a bit on the outskirts. Now it's all amalgamated and like like connected and whatnot. Um, and always an athlete. Always into sports, traditional sports. I never played hockey, though. Never played hockey. Weird. Not once. The you first time I ever played hockey uh, on ice, I grew yeah. up playing road hockey, but the first time I ever even played shinny was in university. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, I mean, we're at university now. So my middle brother, I have two older brothers. Uh, my middle brother went to Laurentian for phys ed, sport and physical health education. Uh, and... Him and I were very similar in terms of our interests and whatnot. He vouched for the program. So I basically followed him there, uh, not knowing at all what I wanted that to do for me. Mm-hmm. I The program was built to make teachers. Um, I kind of never really wanted to be a teacher. Um, so I just went into it because I like sports. I like, uh, like anatomy and exercise and everything, movement. So I did that, and then um, due to the pressures of that program, I kind of, like during the school year, I was working for the Y, uh, coaching kids like soccer and basketball and stuff like that. I took over a squash program, a whole bunch of stuff. And then from there, uh, just because of the pressures, because the program was built to make teachers, I was like, shit, okay, I might as well like go to Teachers College. Yeah. So I moved back to Ottawa. All right. <coughs> go to Teachers College at Ottawa U. 
right? Uh, it was only going to be a one-year program. After about two weeks, I got fed up with it and dropped out. <laughs> which was uh, one of the harder decisions of my life. Um, but I realized basically it came down to I never wanted to be a teacher in the first place. Mm -hmm. A lot of people tell me, like, um, you know, it was only one year. Why didn't you just push through it? Then you'd have two degrees, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but if I'm not actually going to use it in the, like, education system. Right. Then why am I getting this? Why am I spending the money? Wasting the time. I'm st I'm already a teacher. Right. Just not in a school. So, True. like, where am I going to learn my style of teaching right. if I'm not going to go into a, a classroom, right? So then I drop out, basically became a low life for about eight months, um, moved to Barrie to work for the Y. Okay. Because at this point, in my opinion, the Y was still. Uh, uh, a good spot on my resume and all that stuff. So I went to Barry, became the assistant director of day camping uh, for eight day campsites all over Simcoe, Muskoka. Nice. Um, had a horrendous summer there. <laughs> horrendous. Absolutely. We'll get into that after. I want to hear about brutal. this now when you say horrendous. Um, fucking big words. I. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> basically I turned into a counselor instead of being a, a oh, director. No. I basically turned into a counselor on the road, so I was driving anywhere from Innisfil all the way up to Perry Sound on a daily basis, uh, just to like cover lunches and stuff. What the? Because um, my the boss fuck? essentially lost, and this is not just her fault. Um, I've learned a lot of lessons from this, but uh, essentially, uh, she didn't trust me. And she gave up on me very early, uh -huh. and I didn't have the the capacity to like turn that around myself at that point. Hmm. Uh, at the same time, I'm in like a long distance relationship at this point. I'm still uh -huh. kind of confused. It's a four month contract. So like, what am I doing with my life? Blah 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 blah. And then I got uh, I took over the from there. I took over the squash program at. Uh, YMCA Sudbury again, so I went back to Sudbury. <laughs> oh, Sudbury. Um, it's your hometown. I'll try not to cut it up too much. Dude, do it. Everybody does it. I, do it well. <laughs> I don't do blame it. them. Um, so I went back there and uh, took over that program. Um, kind of uh, like went through the process with that. Tried to work it out. It wasn't really working because of the vision of the YMCA and all that stuff. At that point, they mm -hmm. didn't really want to be a squash club. They wanted to be their YMCA health club, whatever. Uh, so then uh, after that, I left there finally. I turned, I went into a little bit of personal training with that too, um, but realized that I hated personal training in that way, <laughs> as we're in this facility. Um, I just I, I hated putting people on machines. Yeah. And not getting anything out of it. Uh, so then I started working at Timberwolf Golf Course, still my favorite job of all time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And um, after that, some stuff went down in my personal life. I had no reason to stay in Sudbury anymore. Came back to Ottawa. Went back to the Y <laughs> in Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, it was an easy job for me to get. Fair. Totally transitioned from the instructor to the uh, to the membership side of things, which I liked for a little bit um, more than I expected to, mm -hmm. um, and because uh, I like talking. Um, 
And, this is true. Uh, that's where I met you. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> that's where I met you. You were a lifeguard. Uh, you, uh, were you there the whole time I was there? I don't think so. I left the summer you left. Like, I uh, left for summer vacation. Right? Yeah. Or school. Uh, school this semester ended, and then when I came back, you had left. And I had never... Right. I'll be honest with you guys <laughs> and you. I was pretty disappointed. I was like, Elise left. You left. There's no more Ryan, and there was no more Mel. And those four people, like the two of you, <coughs> TJ was there as well, but I didn't work with him as much. But you and Elise, and then Mel and Ryan, I was like, oh, four of you gone? This is way too much to deal with. Job right satisfaction. Now. Yeah. No you got to surround yourself with the right people, so, right? Yeah. So, like, whenever, do you remember Sheldon? Yeah. Okay, so whenever Sheldon left, I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to keep going. Because, like, that's how we got through our day. Because right. it was, like, it was a pretty rough setup there. Like, it wasn't the most, wasn't the healthiest work environment. Let's right. put it that way. Yeah. Um, that's a safe way to put so it. So safe way to put it. Safe word. Uh, <laughs> uh, inside joke there, team. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I ended up getting full time there. Blah blah blah. I was coaching squash at the OAC, the Auto Athletic Club. Um, <coughs> just like part time, just more for a little bit of extra money and just yeah. something fun to do, whatever. Um, and then I, uh, when I came back here, uh, from Sudbury, I wanted to find a gym that allowed me to, to incorporate my own like mobility and like prehab type training, um, with the way that I wanted to exercise, uh, due to, uh, a good friend of mine in Sudbury, um, which we can get into in a bit if you want. Um, so I found this place, didn't realize it was group training, stuff like that, but they seem to be on the right, like, on the same wavelength. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, like, join for a little bit. It was expensive, but I'm like, oh, I'll make it work, whatever. Then they asked me to coach. And then they're like, you're smart. I'm like, thanks. Sort of. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's how we got here. We're sitting in a medical office of my boss, Dr. Christopher Rayner. Shout out, Stable Knees on Instagram. Stable <laughs> Solid. He's an yeah. though. Yeah. So that's it, man. That's that's like the rundown, anyways. Okay. Missing a lot of details nice. in there. Yeah. It's up to you how much you want to know. What was that word you used to describe that uh, summer? Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Let's yeah. uh, backpedal to there. Yeah. So. It's gonna be my um, new show that. Summer. So I went into that job thinking, sweet, I'm going into a bigger organization, more yeah. opportunity, right. etc. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing is that like. Whenever you're fresh out of school, in my opinion, a lot of people are looking for those big opportunities. And whenever you graduate a degree or something like that, you kind of like, and this is not to like take it away, but you kind of come out of school. And I believe I heard uh, your last podcast. I listened to your last podcast. I did my own research, bro. <laughs> um, with, uh, I forget the dude's name. From oh, Inspire. Pat. Yeah, Pat. From Inspire. Uh, talking about coming out of school too. thinking he knows everything. Yeah. Well, I'm coming out thinking, okay, I got this $40,000 piece of paper. Like, Same thing. This eh? is going to open up doors for me, blah, 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 blah. Go to a bigger YMCA, more programs, more opportunity, maybe some more money, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I get there, and it was just like a whole bunch of kind of like corporate bullshit, and yeah. it was just a bunch of people putting on faces, being like, "Look, I work for the Y. I'm a good person." When really behind closed doors, it was like, yeah. "No, like you, this is like all business. People treated each other like yeah. crap." Because you're making less money than you should, you think that you're doing yeah something good, right? So um, that's that's kind of the way it was, and like my boss. You know, to her credit, she tried to take me out for a beer one night and talk things through and whatnot. She told me that um, I was told that uh, she didn't think that I was ever um, uh, mentored enough at YMCA Sudbury. So she took shots at Sudbury um, when... Uh, at that time we had like the number three day camp rating based on the parent surveys in like the country or something like that. that's the one that matters. Yeah. So it's like, wait a second, you're telling me that the like five years I spent there didn't teach me enough about this job when we destroyed (laughs) you guys in the survey? Like that doesn't make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not in touch with this boss anymore. I'm still in touch with the ones who mentored me at Sudbury. Um, Talk to them all the time. It's like, if I have a question about, like, work or whatever, like, the amount of times I messaged my old boss at Sudbury Mm -hmm. um, when I worked at Carlingwood in Ottawa, that's in Ottawa, um, was, like, through the roof. It's just, like, how do I deal with this? Because she was management. She knew kind of, like, the corporate way of... YMCA and like uh, okay. why decisions might happen blah 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 um, yeah. so she was my go to for like a resource so you had like a tab open on your computer and you just message her a little yeah, bit basically. yeah basically pretty much it was just like save wow. me yeah wow eh yeah no kidding yeah. so yeah I like, ended up I ended up just driving yeah. around friggin' Simcoe Muskoka for an entire summer I got paid really good mileage yeah I bet but you know like, my body yeah. took a toll. Like, I was sitting in a car the whole time. Get out for half an hour, recover a couple of lunches, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't learn anything at all that summer. Right, you were just doing it. During the summer, I didn't learn anything. Looking back at it, I got lessons I've taken from that. Right, it was one of those things that the experience itself during the experience wasn't as beneficial as looking back on it after. Like, yeah, you need that exactly. time. You need to take that time to reflect on it to learn yes. something from yes. it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't really look at it that way until I came back here right Right. so that was another like four years later Mm -hmm. during those four years after I left Simcoe Muskoka it was like that was just a shit experience Mm -hmm. after I got back here it was kind of like okay oh yeah I run into a situation it's like oh yeah I kind of dealt with that at Simcoe right how does that relate okay what can I do what did I do then what can I do differently this time? Mm-hmm. And you just got to kind of like break it down like that, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Where do you foresee your career goals now versus when you were younger and you first graduated university? How have they changed it all? Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. It's the one little It's the one little thing. glitch, eh? That's okay. We all got glitches. It's fine. We can't be perfect. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the question? Uh, where Where do I see my goals? 
for work. Yeah, like where do you see them being different? Your career goal is different now versus when you first finished university. Right. How's your mind kind of shift? So, um, A, I'm actually a learner now. Um, I'm a student again, basically, even though I'm not in school. Um, so, so here's the thing about school, and I've, I've said this for a long time. Um, most people go through school and whenever they're fresh out of high school, because they basically have no life experience, right? right? Like, we're not even fully yeah. developed until we're like 25 on average. Yeah. Right? Prefrontal cortex, all that right. stuff, rational thinking. Instead, we're just like stupid meatheads. Right? So. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, basically, um, I went through school, like a lot of people, whether people want to admit this or not, I don't know, that's up to them. I studied my ass off. You can ask my roommates. Locked myself in my room, studied, studied, studied. I studied to pass. I didn't study to learn. And that's the biggest difference, right? So every single situation I go into now, whether it's here or taking courses through here at Human 2.0, do we even say where we are? I don't think so. Okay, we'll get, we'll get in. I want to get into the whole human, human 2.0 <laughs> after. Like we'll um, we'll get towards every that. situation That's here is is a learning opportunity, right? Um, like I'm gonna go home after this, and I'm gonna like basically analyze the shit out of what we talked about today. Hundred yeah. yeah, percent. That's what's gonna happen. Um, so uh, I I view things as as a learning opportunity, whether it's a simple conversation with like the cashier at the grocery store <laughs> or whether it's, you know, I was a presenter at yeah. Activate with Jethro, yeah. the, the physio. Which is sick. Um, or whether I'm in a course myself learning, like I just took a MACE course here, um, which is a bit of a different style of course, but um, like everything, what can I get? Even if the course that you take is like garbage zone fitness, these like weekend workshops and all that stuff yeah. are kind of like all the trend right now. Um, and I have my own opinions on them, but um, basically, even if it's a shit course, you can still learn something. Right. Even if all you learn is, okay, I'm not going to take that course again. Right. Now you've like, you've yeah. checked it off. It's like in this pile over here. Mm-hmm. And maybe you dabble into that pile again. Maybe it stays over there because it was garbage, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? This course last weekend wasn't garbage, just so you know. Right. Shout out to Mr. Mace Man. Uh, he's great. He's great. Okay. Um, so yeah, in terms of my goals, I mean, this kind of ties into human, but, um, I've taken a whole new approach on fitness. Okay. Um, I'm on record saying I hate the fitness industry. Um, on record again. <laughs> on record again. Um, I don't like the, the, the standard, like commercialized fitness industry. Okay. I'm more about movement, more about like overall general health rather than, um, you know, sports specific, um, uh, like training programs in the sense of like specific goals. I can do that and I'm interested in certain things, but it's just like realistically, how do you incorporate more movement into your day? So to backtrack to your question, how might goals change going through school? We're reading all the research, but like, oh yeah, there's a study done that, you know, UCLA with their football team, blah, 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 blah. So it's just like all you hear about is just like that, like 
poster on your wall. It's like, this is who I train. And I'm guilty of it still, right? I train the tactical paramedics. Just like yeah, and yeah. believe me, I've ever written it. I gotta, that. I gotta, you know, post and be like, look at who I train, blah 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 yeah. blah, right? Super. Um, but that's just the world we live in. But like, that's kind of like where in in the education system, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna work with like everyone's <coughs> everyone's goal is is like I want to work with professional athletes. I want to you know be known as the guy working with those those professional athletes. Not a lot of people admit that in my opinion, but you want to work with the people that make you look good, right? We're all multi-motivational, multi-dimensional, yeah. right? So it's just like, what are you trying to get out of it? If you're only trying to get that like name on your resume, mm-hmm. you're not getting anything out of it, right? Right. You know? I learn more from the general public in this facility than I do from a professional athlete and not trained professional athletes, right? Oh. So it's just kind of like, what like you got to go into it with the right mindset right what is your goal going into it um in school it was okay i'm gonna work with the best right and then i'm like oh wait i don't want to work with the best i want to i want to work with the genre that i want to work with Mm -hmm. right which is like my interest okay which would you not say though for some people they want to work with that genre that genre being the best like the elite of the elite train them could be yeah yeah, if you're willing to put in the work and you don't mind dealing with uh, uh, a lot of like kind of bullshit along the way, in yeah, terms there's got to be corporate coming there's, in. Exactly, right? Um, there's a lot of headaches that go into working with like professional sports teams, professional athletes, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, there's a lot of like ego things that can happen, not all of them, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you know whenever they throw it back in your face that, you know, they're the athletes so they're going to call the shots. It's like, well, I'm the one you're paying, so who's yeah. calling the shots? It's, right. it's just a bit like how do you build that relationship? So yeah. if you can't build a relationship with your client, whether they're a professional athlete or whether they're, um, you know, just like a general member of the, of the public, mm-hmm. then the program's not going to work. Right. Makes sense. It's just not, Right. Right. I think I heard your buddy Pat there talking about that too, building relationships with people. Yeah, and that's something that, man, nice. I love that. That's sweet. I, um, Smart guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. He really is. And I think uh, what I've noticed specifically, and referring back to their gym, and I know you'll attest to this from what I believe you're saying from here, at Human 2.0, that'll be the first of many shoutouts. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel with that, their focus as well as building long-term clients. And the only way you can do that is to build a solid relationship yeah. with them. Right. Yeah. I believe that's the same thing here, but do you find any challenges when you do group classes? Cause you said there's no, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this. You said there's no one-on-one there's more. There is class. one. Okay. There is one-on-one. It's just not our focus. Right. Um, so I actually only do like a handful of PTs from time to time. They're actually more of one-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not in the game of uh, I don't I don't really I can do it and sometimes it's fun, but um, my interest isn't in just making workouts and making people sweat. Yeah. And I want to be able to choose my own clients um, just as much as they choose me. So it's like, if I'm not going to work with, if I'm going to, if somebody's going to come and ask me to train them and all they want is just for me to like 
you know, make them sweat, put them through a hard workout. They don't want to think while they're working out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to think while you're working out, you're not going to be doing it. You're not going to be working out. Right. It's just gonna, you're just going to be going through the motions. So that's, in my opinion, there's a bold statement. And, you know, some people don't like me saying this, but, like, that's a waste of my time. If you're right. not going to put because I can't do the workout for you. I can't do the exercise for yeah, you. Yeah, you can't. This is up good. to you. And a lot of trainers, and I've been told by other trainers that this is. <laughs> you can see <laughs> the getting, passion. You're like, let's go. We're getting heated. No, um, I've been told that yeah. it comes off as lazy. It's like, well, you're just putting the onus on the student. And, and like, that's just like, you know, it's your job to motivate them and blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, it's my job to facilitate that, but it's not my job to do the things. Right. I can't do the things for you. Right, you're the co-pilot of the workout. Yeah. So, like, unless you're going to do it yourself Mm -hmm. and be aware of everything yourself and why you're doing it. Why you're doing it is the key I'm not. I'm not why you're doing it. No. If you don't know your why, then take a break, figure that out first, and then do it. And if you're why you're doing it, you should be the one lifting. Yeah. Not them. Right? Interesting. So, like, I don't want to... I don't want to, and it's a blunt way of saying it again, but I don't want to waste my time with somebody because there's, and it's an honest way of saying it. Listen, listen, nothing against other trainers. Um, there are trainers out there that enjoy doing that. And there's plenty of trainers out there at other gyms that will work with you. Yeah. If you just want to, you know, get a good sweat on and all that stuff, go see them. Yeah. They're qualified. They can help you with that. Or save a lot more money in my opinion and go to a sauna. I could sit still and still sweat there. Yeah, that's valid. That's valid. Heat shock proteins. Heat shock proteins. (laughs) I love those, man. (laughs) You make it sound like it's something to eat. Dude, it's not something to eat. No, but it goes in you. It feels fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what we were saying. I kind of go on tangents, but... Yeah, how do we segue back in? in In terms of, like... You know, my previous goals, it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna work with athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one specific project, it was, I was like, you know, who wants this great opportunity to work with this, this um, Paralympic athlete and design a program because he's training for like Team Canada, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh, that's sick. But realistically, looking back, it's just like, that's sick because it's gonna make me look great. Well, that's the wrong attitude to go into it with. Right. Right? Like, that shouldn't be your sole purpose. You need a little bit of that, but that shouldn't be the the reason, right? Right, that shouldn't be the intention yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. Can you elaborate more on what you were talking about in terms of what the fitness industry, the standard is to you? Because <laughs> I can see the passion. That's a like dangerous, Rick dangerous and... question. So you <laughs> want to know my opinions on the fitness industry? Yeah. Uh, shallow? Um, I think fitness is kind of made up. So let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Let's get into it. Movement is greater than exercise. Okay. Exercise is like, if this is exercise, this entire table is movement. Right? So like, like, interesting. This is, so if this is what you think is keeping you healthy. Yeah. What about the other and this is a blanket statement that so many people say you'll see memes on it all the time it's just like your one hour uh of exercise a day what are you doing for the other 23 hours well it's, it's good point. yes yeah. what are you doing so this is your one hour and this is your 23 right and if you've got like you know arguments with your boss over there missing deadlines over there 
kids that you got to pick up over here, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's like, what, like, how beneficial is this one hour? Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to, like, and, and listen, families and all that stuff, like, things are going to happen in life, but this is how we view fitness now, is like, just the workouts, getting the sweat, it's all about image and all that stuff, when realistically, like, people aren't necessarily happier whenever mm-hmm. they're exercising to exercise. Because they're, they're doing it for yeah. exercise. Yeah. Sweat. Yeah. yeah, they're not doing it for, like, overall health reasons. Or they're doing, or even worse, they're doing it because they feel like they have to. Well, go do something else that moves your body. Right. You don't need to go and sit on a machine. Yeah, you don't need to go to the gym and lift no. weights. No, go for a walk barefoot outside. Tell me how you feel. Barefoot? Yeah. Why barefoot? Awareness. Awareness. Yeah, so anytime... What if you would go outside right now? 100%. You, you want to go? Yeah, pause, can, pause the camera? Yeah, we'll take, a, take a walk. <laughs> um, no, so... We'll, like, go, we'll go after. Take a lap around the building. Yeah. We'll Just document it. Watch for a little bit of glass yeah. next door, but that's okay. I'll walk the other way around. No, but, like, that's the thing, is that, like, what are... And the other thing, the other issue that I have with fitness, and... and, and I'm well aware that I am in fitness. Like right. I'm, I'm trashing my industry. Hundred percent. That is fine. I'm allowed to do it because I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the industry. Right. Yeah. Um, but exactly what I'm doing right now is also the problem. Is that like it's just a war. It's always a war. It's like who's better than who. It's like why can't we just work together? Right. Like why I tried to set up a, I tried to set up a, a meeting with another. Uh, trainer technically this person is a a, a a practitioner in another field i'm not going to go into any more details so right. just in case they uh they happen to hear this or whatever um and i was basically shut down without actually being shut down it was okay. just like i kind of got like the quiet treatment and so i was like because he didn't want me to take his information and use it for my game it's just like well we're all in this to get like we should be working together. We're not all trying to make people. No, better. but not, like yeah. it, it, like you're gonna see this <laughs> if if I go to if I go to another gym and I'm talking to a trainer, it's like everybody's always trying to one up each other. Right. It's like I don't care what you do, whatever. You yeah. do you, I'll do me. That's fine. If you want to poke my brain, sure, let me poke yours too. Right, which is kind of what Human Two Point is all about. It's like right. I work with a surgeon, I work with a physio, I work with a massage. I work with other trainers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like that. It's it's all it's like all encompassing, um, but at the same time, my other beef. So what what are my three beefs? Let's let's narrow it down to three beefs. All right, um, little carnivore diet style here. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. Um, <laughs> so so what did I what did I say? It's shallow. Okay. Right. Right. Um, people are too worried about their Instagram photos, which, again, I'm just as guilty. We live in this world. Exercise is inferior to movement. We have shallow and third. Oh, uh, and people, not trainers, not staying in their lane. Elaborate. You know what I mean by that? So I think I have an idea, but if you're a physio, you're not a chiropractor. If uh, you're, if you're. A massage therapist, you're not a nutritionist, right? <coughs> um, maybe you have both. Right. If you do, that's then fine. That that's case. great. Yeah. The problem, and I was just talking to this this guy, um, 
uh, Ottawa, uh, I forget his tag or whatever. His name is Etienne uh, Asselin or whatever. Great, great guy, super smart, kind of um, takes a different approach to, to exercise, works with pain and whatnot. Um, and he was talking about how we were talking about this because I went and just had a conversation with him. I've worked with him a little bit in like his workshops and stuff. Um, but I was just like, you know what, man, colleague to colleague, let's just meet up, have a coffee and talk. So that's what we did, just like we're doing right now. So we were talking about that, that scope, and he's just like, the, the scope of personal training and fitness professionals is so broad, which is its biggest strength, but at the same time, it's kind of its biggest weakness because there's like no end to it. Mm-hmm. It's like we're supposed to know a little bit about nutrition, we're supposed to know a little bit about exercise or uh, like right. exercise technique and like anatomy and physiology and illnesses and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like now it's like everybody's trying to be these experts in these different fields when realistically they're not experts mm-hmm. um, in all those fields. It's like if you're a trainer, you're not, you should be an expert in like exercise yeah. with some like general knowledge and other things. Mm-hmm. But don't don't try and be like you know don't say that you're like a ex like you're not a massage therapist just because you took a weekend course showing you some techniques on like fascial right. release it means you can point them in the right direction exactly to an expert so not enough trainers in my opinion are good at staying in their lane and outsourcing when they need to right from my experience it comes down to kind of ego it's just yeah. like they don't want to lose a client or they don't want to look like they don't. I have no problem saying I don't know. No yeah. problem. And chances are I'm going to go home and research the hell out of it and yeah. find an answer or at least find where to send you. Right. Right. Um, and that's new to me. Like that's new within the last few mm-hmm. years. I never used to do that. This mm-hmm. is all just because I've gotten older and a little tiny bit wiser. Just a little bit. It's a little bit. How much? Enough to count. Yeah. Well, depends on how high you can count. High enough. Yeah. <laughs> Math enough. isn't my strong suit. That's my right. oldest brother. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I, got him I learned how to bounce a ball in university. <laughs> and you can show people shout, how to bounce Shout out to Laurentian. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to bounce a ball <laughs> in university. Um, yeah, so that's, that's like to summarize it, and that's the thing is that, like, don't get me wrong, I've met some amazing trainers mm-hmm. through courses, and now I've been asked to, like, present at different conferences and stuff like that. Um, which is weird in itself, um, just because I never thought I would be doing that. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like you just got to know your place, and that comes from knowing what your interest is, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're interested in, you're gonna try and do too much most of the time. Interesting. Like stay in your lane. You know, and that can be applicable to a lot of things, like people doing like forty-seven different hobbies yeah. instead of focusing on like maybe yeah. two. There's this big, there's been this big, big resurgence in becoming like a generalist. Yeah, like jack of all trades, yeah. master of none. Yeah, it's like okay, but at least know that you're a generalist and you're not an expert in all these fields. Yeah, like I just started roasting my own coffee, right? I'm not a coffee roaster. Well, okay, let's backpedal for what they didn't see. Um, Dan might as well be a expert on no, coffee. No, bro. Based off what? No. How, okay, with this debate with coffee then, with Tim Hortons. You Tastes said, like battery acid and sadness. Okay. Sheldon said that. Okay. All right. 
you're not an expert on coffee, but you just started roasting your own. Yeah. It's an interest of mine. Right. <coughs> Doesn't mean I'm an expert. It's just something you're interested in. Yeah. Easy enough. Like, I'm not... It's like if I gave you a massage right now, am I yeah. a massage therapist? No. No. Right? Easy enough. Kind of get it? Yeah, it's an easy way to... It's pretty simple. Yeah, it is. And it's very easy for me to say that to somebody and them agree with me in, mm-hmm. in the time, and then, like, two days later, I see them being a hypocrite. Right. Right? But... You just gotta know. You yeah. just gotta. You gotta know what you don't know. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's so good. that's kind of the way I see it. That's fair. I, like I, ta- that. I tag that along with everything, not mm-hmm. just exercise, not just exercise. Just like knowing what you don't know, and then also knowing certain things. Like with hobbies, I find specifically there's a lot of people who do a lot of different things. Like you said, they're trying to get that knowledge where I like to think of it as I don't I'm not an expert at playing guitar but I can play it it's an interest of mine I want to learn how to play I want to learn different chords strumming patterns stuff like that and I want to be able to play it well yeah with any guitar I want to know about it but at no point am I an expert yeah I think there may be one or I don't know what how would you define expert on something 10,000 hours have you ever well I mean have you ever read the book flow no uh, that's surprising because you, you used to at least didn't you do like rock climbing and stuff or something like that bouldering yeah a little bit a little it bit, bit jiu whatever yeah, it is a lot. so like flow in my and these are my words okay so just a just like a little like backtrack for everybody listening or watching yeah. I'm not sitting here with research to back everything I say up right these are opinions formulated out of my years of experience being me mm-hmm. right right if if we want on certain subjects, I can get the research to back it up. Mm-hmm. But like, so book called Flow. I forget the guy's name, the author's name, but it's super popular out there. Um, uh, talking about you know that state of flow that gets kind of like yeah. tossed around a lot and whatnot. The other way people talk about it is like um, you know if you're an athlete, football player, basketball player, like you're in the zone, mm-hmm. right? Because in that moment, nothing else matters. Right. Right. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an expert, though. It just means that your int- your attention is, like, fully engaged towards this process, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're rock climbing, like Alex Honnold, yeah. right? Or whether you're painting, whether you're, you know, you could, be, you could be doing anything. As long as, like, if in that moment nothing else matters, you're in a state of flow. Mm-hmm. This is my... My definition, or the way that I've read it through this book, um, okay. which is all like backed up by by the research of psychology. In the book, yeah, yeah. Um, so to be an expert, yeah, there's the ten thousand hour rule, blah 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 blah. Like, I don't think there is like a hard definition on like expert because you could have people with all the credentials and they suck. Right, like you can't, how do you quantify expert? Yeah, exactly. So like that's a tough question. I don't necessarily have an answer for that because, you know, I've met some some professionals, right? Because that's, that's the other word. Right. Expert versus professional. Okay. But sometimes the experts don't have the credentials to do it professionally. <coughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some would say that I'm just as good, some would say, I don't necessarily agree with this, but some would say that I'm just as good 
as like a physiotherapist as there was like a, a, a physio that's done the school and all that stuff yeah. but I don't have the degree to say to actually practice physio right. so I'm not, not a professional. professional you don't get paid to right. do physio Ex- exactly um, right. and that's not necessarily my, my goal either mm-hmm. um, so like an expert could be somebody who's just like proficient you know so yeah. actually a good way to put it and this is I'm also like very hard I have very high standards mm-hmm. right so I'm reading this book right now it's called TSAC the, the tactical fitness manual through nice. NSCA and I'm gonna try and get certified through that and whatever and it talks about your learning objectives right and it talks about A and P so are you aware so okay. are you at the level of awareness or are you at the level of proficiency? So awareness means you got some knowledge, you kind of get the like general outline of it or whatever, and proficiency means like you can teach it, you understand all the ins and outs, yeah. like no questions asked, like you got that, that subject on lockdown. Right. So you can take that into, into consideration when you're trying to define an expert, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, Interesting. So yeah. That's, that's something and like that's how I didn't go through school mm-hmm. I didn't go through school trying to get to that P right I went through school trying to memorize which means I'm really just aware <coughs> I'm not uh, excuse me yeah right is it the coffee <coughs> excuse me guys sorry I feel like you're insulting my coffee right now no not even man I was coughing like this last night it's sick it's brutal <laughs> You alright? Yeah, better now that I got that out. The wavelengths are like shooting all the way up, man. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, right. Being proficient and knowing how to communicate what you know where versus memory. Apply it. How can you apply it? Because it's not, and not every situation involves communicating it. Right. You could be a lab tech in, in, a lab by yourself. Like, you're not communicating with another person. Right. You don't need to be able to teach it. Mm hmm. Right? Interesting. But then there's like the Einstein quote. I think it was Einstein talking about how, like, unless you can teach a five year old, then you don't actually understand it yourself. Right. Right. You should be able to simplify it. Yeah. Which is is my specialty. Right. Is breaking down, simplifying whatever you have to teach. And that's why you're proficient at it. Or it helps you be proficient. Helps me be a work in process. I'm not gonna say I'm the best coach. No, no not absolutely a not. Not a chance. Because there's no such thing. But but my my specialty is teaching the skills. Right. So I'll fully admit I hate programming for like exercise. Okay. Right. We're not even at here with 2.0 yet. But I'm a trainer basically. Yeah. If they haven't got that yet, I'm a trainer. I teach exercise. I teach movement. I I and I look at it as educating rather than training. Okay. Okay. So I'm an educator, in my opinion, but professionally, I'm called a trainer. My specialty is teaching people how to do it and critiquing what they're doing based on what you know. My specialty isn't making a year-long program for you to like peak for your whatever right. sport, right? Jiu-jitsu, if it's you, yeah, or like a football player or whatever mm-hmm. I could probably figure it out mm-hmm. but that is not that's not necessarily what I do right what I do is I teach the specific skills so you want to learn how to deadlift better 
Come see me. You want to learn how to do an actual kettlebell swing? Come see me. You want to learn how to do a Turkish kettlebell? Come see me. You want to get a full-fledged strength and conditioning program to help you get to the NCAA for football? Mm-hmm. Don't come see me. <laughs> Fair. There are people like, for that. 100%. Yeah. There's other people for that, and I can work with those people. Right. Right? Right. But I'm not going to be the one making your program. Right. At because least you're going to stay in your lane. Uh, exactly. Yeah. At, at least not right now. Right. Because that's not one of my experiences. Right. Right? Interesting. So with that, I think, and I know Joe's gone on record in saying it, that Turkish get-up for yeah. jiu-jitsu is probably the best exercise. Yeah. After, if there is a chance, can you teach me yes. how to do a proper Turkish yeah. get-up? Because I've looked at videos, but I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> and they're all going to see this if you're down to record it. Yeah, I'm like. I want to learn how to do get proper you to sign the waiver get. first. Yeah, okay, good touch, idea. Touch weights. 100%. But, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if we even go to weights, like, I know the positioning, I've looked it up, and I'm like, uh, how to... So I'd rather have you instruct it pro- properly so that I can go back and do it when I just need to do accessory stuff at the end of workouts or on days where I'm not training specifically well, I still at, want to do movements at home. Yeah, if you look at the, part, the methodology of Strong yeah. First, you know that program, that company? Perfect, Strong yeah. First, Pavel Tetsulin or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, Pavel Tetsulin. Um... It's strength comes first is their their methodology, but simple sinister is his general program. It's kettlebell swings and Turkish cows. Yeah. The Swiss Army knives of exercise. Nice. Yeah. And that's that's sick. Yeah. And that's the way I view it too. Right. Yeah, Yeah. So with that being said, man, tell us. Where are we right now? Ah, Let's get into the hat. Let's get into the shirt. The hat well the the shirt isn't human. Okay. At Jaycon Hala, and I forget the other guy's uh, handle. Uh, anyways, his name's Rob. We'll just call him Rob. Okay. At Our Thoughts, Your Thoughts. Uh, he came up with a shirt like this. It says, Work in Process. I'm the one who made the mugs. Thanks uh, again do, for mine. They do their own show. Uh, Jethro, Jaycon Hala, is um, uh, the physio here at Human 2.0. So we're at Human 2.0. Mm-hmm. This is where we build better humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so cheesy. It's like oh, yeah. you want to come here. Tell come us here. more about it. Yeah. You don't want to come here. Then don't, don't come, come here. here. Yeah. Um, but uh, my boss won't like me saying that. That's okay. Um, cut that out if you want. We'll talk about it. They, they kind of they, they know how I work though, and they decide. Yeah, to they'll be me. like, ah, it's Dan. Uh, yeah. The thought of the day the other day. Did you see that? I think it, Dan, it, Dan is Dan most likely disappointed in you right now. I did see that. Uh, so basically, let's let's. Uh, uh, talk about what we do here. So, um, the owner of this place is Dr. Christopher Rayner uh, at Stable Knees on uh, Instagram, I believe. Um, and he's an orthopedic surgeon. Okay. So, his vision for this was to have a facility um, based on movement rehab, active rehab for the patients that he um, operates on and whatnot. I'm probably butchering this right now. He's probably so mad at me. But um, and then to have the physio and the trainers, the, the movement experts yeah. or whatever, um, all working hand in hand. So it's this continuum of care, mm-hmm. right? So whenever you get, I said this to you before the podcast, but whenever you get me, you get the doctor. Yep. Whenever you get the doctor, you also get me. I've even s- sat in on a, a few like um, assessments with right. Jethro, the physio, and whatever. And um, 
to like break things down because again I'm really good at teaching the exercises they're really good at figuring out what's wrong right. so their their specialty isn't to teach the exercises right. can they do it pretty good yeah absolutely yeah. I think they could do it better than most but that's not what they focus on right right that's not what they're going to go home and research mm-hmm. they're going to go home and research the injuries and whatnot I'm going to go home and research okay this injury how do we how do we play with that from a rehab perspective injury prevention so everything that we do is injury prevention so we do group classes um, we do group classes mostly we do offer a little bit of PT um, and uh, we offer physio massage and mm-hmm. orthopedic surgeon dr. Chris Rayner and dr. Anita Posgay is a sports med doctor in the other office um, so so that's the whole idea is that whenever you're injured you need to you can't just hook yourself up to a machine and hope mm-hmm. you get better yeah right. machines have their place and all that stuff but like how can you control yourself to rehab yourself okay. movement is medicine is the hashtag or whatever right so it's like and like from the most simple standpoint it's like okay so you got you got first of all swelling is a good thing mm-hmm. um, but whenever you have an injury how does like how does nutrient how do nutrients get passed along your body right mm. through your blood for the most part right. right so if you're not moving your blood's not moving to that area so generally so we need to get like you got a knee injury right or elbow i'll do elbow yeah. just for the camera right <coughs> so if you stop moving it like this which sometimes you have to because of surgery mm-hmm. right or whatever like the best thing you can do is start moving that joint maybe it's just like this Right, but that's gonna promote the healing process. That's gonna bring all the nutrients, right? As opposed to just like wrapping it up and immobilizing it, right? The exact opposite of mm-hmm. what we want to do, right? Um, and like this isn't gonna help you get stronger mm-hmm. for for whatever your your thing is, whether it's a sport or whether it's just general life, right? Right. Um, so we focus on mobility. And the way that we kind of define it, um, which we didn't make this up, it's just kind of a new age definition of mobility, but it's strength through range of motion. Okay. Right? Nice. So just because <laughs> yoga, <coughs> I'm on record having issues with yoga. <coughs> I would go to yoga if I could afford it. Let's just put that out there. Okay. I would go to yoga if I could afford it. But there's a lot of flaws in yoga, and there's a lot of flaws in bodybuilding, and there's a lot of flaws in powerlifting, which I'm huge into powerlifting. You can't tell, but that's okay. Um, like, that's there's flaws in everything. The thing with yoga is it's really good at getting you flexible. It's really good for the mind, all that stuff, if you're into it and whatnot. Um, but one thing that I have seen, and it's changing a little bit, but that's a whole another debate on whether it's still yoga mm-hmm. or whether it's something else. Right, cultural right. appropriation, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Sensitive subject. But, um, <coughs> you know, is, is that strength piece. So just because you can do the splits doesn't mean you're strong there. So take an arm bar. Have you ever done a kettlebell arm bar? So Jethro does jiu-jitsu as well, mm-hmm. the physio here, right? So an arm bar is whatever you roll over with a kettlebell like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I put your arm here, mm-hmm. are you strong enough to not get injured? Are you strong uh, enough to come out of that position or at least not get injured there? Right. Right? Because if you've never spent time here in a loaded position, mm-hmm. 
which takes time to work up to. You don't just go and pick up a 50-pound kettlebell and, and like, hope for the best. Let it, yeah. Right? It's progression, right? Okay. Principle of overload, all that. Right? But unless you've spent time there and been aware there, like teaching your body to be aware there, then you're risking injury. Right. Same with the splits. My example <clears throat> is always splits. And my my other way of saying it is if you do something on purpose, it's okay. If you do something by accident, it's not okay. So if you go into the splits on purpose, it's okay. Yeah. If you go into the splits by accident, it's probably not okay. No bueno. Right? Yeah. Make sense? Right. So you can yeah. take that any in, in any way, right? Mm-hmm. In, in any position or whatever. So can you put yourself in that position your, yourself, that right. joint in that position yourself, um, and can you control it there? So right. we use a lot of principles from the FRC program, uh, Functional Range Conditioning, uh, Functional Anatomy Seminars, and a couple other names for it, I think, or whatever, Dr. Andrea Ospina. So it's, again, it's like, it's not just your standard, like, PNF, like, contract, relax, tricking your body to getting into further range. Yeah, you can trick your body to go into further range, but you're not strong there. Right. You're just hanging out there, being passive. Passive doesn't prevent injuries, just no. like cardio doesn't prevent injuries. Strength prevents injuries. Right? Strength in positions yes. prevents injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. So we should be able to move, take a simple like shoulder car, right? We should be able to move our shoulder joint mm-hmm. in as big of a range as we can on purpose. Right. Because if somebody else does it for me and I'm not ready for it, it's no bueno. Right? Okay. So that's kind of like in a nutshell our philosophy here in terms of how we train people. Mm-hmm. And if you get physio from Jethro or you get um, exercises from Dr. Chris or Anita, chances are it's gonna be like, yeah, okay, we're gonna move you. You're gonna move you. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna move you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sometimes yes. But as soon as we can, we're gonna get you to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's less hand-holding. <coughs> See. Right? Yeah. Right. Imagine if you only ever helped your kid walk by holding their hand. You never let them to try it themselves. Try mm. it themselves. Right? Yeah. We'll They're always going to have that crutch. Right. Right? So, yeah. To a certain extent, help is good, but then too much is... Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, now with that being said, one of your clients here that you train, you train the tactical paramedics. That is it right there. Tactical paramedics. So... Um, basically to backtrack as to like what they are, cause I didn't even know they existed until a couple of years ago. Yeah. I didn't know until I saw your yeah. photo on Instagram. I was like, this looks sick. I was like, is he a paramedic? That's yeah. what I first thought. It's like, is he a paramedic now? I, I mean, no. that's part of the story too. But, so, um, basically just a little summary on like how, uh, that team came about and whatnot. Yeah. Cause they're technically considered like special operations. Um, for, but they're paramedics. They're not military. Right. They look like military because um, of the uniforms that they wear, mm-hmm. but they're not military. They're City of Ottawa paramedics. In 2000 or 99, <coughs> something like that, there was the OC Transpo shooting. Um, so a shooting on a bus that. 2009, you said? 2000, I think. 2000 or 1999 or something. Oh, 99. Like that. Um, I can't quite remember. Anyways. Um, and it was a coroner's inquest to get a team set up. At that point, there was only one other team of uh, tactical paramedics um, 
in Canada, I believe. I could be butchering this. It's in my manual if you want to read that. Because I wrote yeah. a manual for them. Give it a beat um, Yeah, so, please. Um, I don't know what that is. We'll leave it. Um, so anyways, basically they needed people to be able to go into this dangerous situation that were trained in like yeah. a combat style, dangerous, high risk situation. Right. I'm curious. You know they're going to come in 100%. Can we pause? Nah. You, we'll just keep rolling. We have a uh, guest coming into the show. Uh, What's up? Like not too, yeah, not too worried about that. Are we like, back in action? Piece it together. Yeah, you were back in action. Yeah, my bad. I had to make sure nobody was breaking in. You know? Sounds about right. I'm a key holder here at Human 2.0. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's not like that. Dude, unreal. It's not, it's Responsibility. Not. Well, yeah, how do you think we got in here? I didn't break in. Yeah, that's a good point. You got yeah. some expensive equipment uh, in here. Uh, a little bit. Just just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Uh, where were we? Tactical we were Oh, yeah. So manual. they needed, uh, they decided that they wanted um, a team that was trained to go into a situation um, with the police or RCMP or whatever, um, like a combat situation or, or a dangerous situation, mm-hmm. guns, knives, stuff like that. Um, so that it wasn't just the police medics doing everything they could because they don't have the full training that a paramedic does. Right. Um, and paramedics don't have the full training that a police officer has, right? So it's kind of like a tag team situation. Um, basically the way that it started, um, was a, a very high up guy in the Ottawa service, uh, used to be a member here. I used to train with him because I was a member here before I started working here. Um, and, uh, he was talking about how the TAC guys get PT time on shift. Um, and then we uh, set up a little deal, um, started it out just as it was supposed to be like. I think it was like three to six months or something like that. Okay. They seemed to like it uh, to the point of one of the bosses came in and did a workout too. Um, and I showed him what we're all about, mobility stuff and all that. And he's just like, how much to sign a contract? And then we ended up finally signing <laughs> a contract a few months ago. Nice, dude. Everything Congrats. with the city and government takes a long time. Um, so yeah, I work with these guys who are basically special operations paramedics. They're in full kit, um, bulletproof vests, all that stuff. Um, they're a little bit more out there in the public. That's why I'm okay talking about this. Because a year ago, two years ago, we wouldn't have posted pictures like we did. Yeah, right. Those sick. So so a lot of that stuff is like just coming out now. But again, um, it is special ops. They work with some some partners. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, basically um, do some pretty badass things. So uh, my goal with them is to work on injury prevention, um, <coughs> fix them up, um, as with paramedics and cops and stuff like that, with the, like the gear they wear and all that stuff and sitting in the trucks and all that. A lot of injuries, a lot of like muscle aches and injuries and yeah. low back problems and stuff like that so my main goal with them is kind of fixing them but at the same time the challenge is that they have to always be prepared to go right right so i treat them like professional athletes um but they're always in season there's no off season makes sense right even military people kind of sometimes depending on the situation have an off season 
right? Mm -hmm. So there's like your pre-deployment pre and post-deployment, during deployment, blah, 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 right? These guys don't have deployments. Their deployment is like, everything's like a little micro cycle per day, right? right. They never know when they're gonna get a call, blah, blah, blah. Always on call. Exactly. So that makes it very unique to train them because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not training them to peak at a certain time. Right. It's all a maintenance thing, but at the same time, I'm trying to fix them, which is like the puzzle. That's okay. the puzzle. Because you can't train, you, it, it's very hard, sorry, I shouldn't say can't, it's very hard to train for performance while rehabbing injuries. But that's essentially what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting. yeah. It's a tough challenge. Exactly. Right? So okay. with them, as with a lot of people who come in here, it's not just them. They're not idiots. They're super smart. They're super gung-ho yeah. to learn and whatnot. But that's what it's been. It's been eight months of learning. Okay, mm -hmm. you guys don't know how to move your body. Most people don't know how to move their body. Right? right? So let's reteach you what a ball and socket joint, right? Mm -hmm. Ball and socket joint in your hip is supposed to be able to do. Because right now it's not doing that. Right. right, like if it's going like this, and your hip circle looks like this, we got issues. Yeah, we got fixed right? that. Exactly. So that's kind of the goal with that, um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my main thing with them. It's it's a huge learning curve. Um, this is kind of like um, I was talking about the working with athletes and like in school I wanted to work with athletes. Yep. It's like oh yeah, I want to work with. Like, so-and-so is like, you know, he's a semi-pro, whatever. Like, that's badass. It makes me look great, blah, blah, blah. Well, just kind of through the evolution of my, like, training and jobs and professionalism and all that stuff, like, I ended up getting back to kind of working with those elite athletes, yeah. right? Um, and it's kind of cool because it kind of fits my mold better now because now I don't care about how I look. I don't care about having that poster on my wall saying, like, I trained that guy. Yeah, yeah. I posted it on Instagram because I have to. It's sick. Yeah. <laughs> but I double tapped immediately. I was but like, I, all this? But I don't care. I don't care right. whether you think it's sick or right. not. Right? Right. Like, I really don't. Right. But you know you're like, all right, people will be like, yo. This I is care cool. a little bit. Yeah. But I don't care. Like, that's not my goal of right. that post. Right. It's right? to bring awareness. And the other great thing is, like, from a personal standpoint, it's just, like, because of the boundaries of, like, them and their job and I can't talk about everything, it's just yeah. a natural boundary. I, I, right. I'm not allowed to show it off right. as much as I would show off, like, working with a professional CFL player or whatever right. it is. You can do that right? to the extent of exactly. what you want. So it's, like... It's like, it's just built in. It's like, it mm. seems to work really well with me because, you know, I don't really care about being in the public eye. Right. Um, my success comes down to their success mm -hmm. and it's between <coughs> myself and them. It's not between right. myself and you. It's right. not between myself and every other follower on Instagram or Facebook, mm -hmm. right? I couldn't care less what they think about it. It's just about the guys and the team that I work with. Right. Right? It's internal success for yourself. Yeah. 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 It's not celebrity status yeah. as a trainer. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Decent. So that's, the, it's it's kind of like, kind of come full circle in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, I learned that, yeah, it doesn't, like, I don't need to get that, that celebrity status in whatever 
I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I want to, you know, it's like I used to think about tra- coaching the, the squash players. It's like I coached some badass squash players that, like, went to nationals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you guys are making me look great. Like, that's it's always on the back of your mind. It's just like, how does that, yeah. you're playing off their success, right? And then I stopped caring about that. Right. And now I'm kind of right back there, but without that, like, pressure of... Yeah looking great and all, all that is kind of I feel with that being said a lot of looking great to other people also is like gratifying to a certain point not an extreme point where you're yep. like celebritized like Hollywooding the yep. whole thing but yep. you go you come at it with that if I look good to others it means that I'm doing a good job like when you said or I can't remember who said it, but somebody said they came up to me in like a restaurant when I was eating breakfast like hey man like I'm watching the podcast it's going great and I'm like that's not my sole purpose of doing it, but when somebody does that, it felt that, great. Yeah, it felt great. Yep. And that appreciation and admiration when people are saying, "Oh man, it looks good," and you get that self kind of you internal feeling, you're like, "Man, this feels good." But right? if they didn't do that, you would still be doing the podcast. A hundred percent. Doesn't matter that's, what people say. Like that's, that's exactly. and that's it. And that's yeah. what you're. I believe you're saying yeah. when you're. Yeah. Posting it, you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it like, oh, this is cool. Like, if I say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm doing the podcast, going to Ottawa. I have a couple people lined up. Like, it's not because somebody, I want people to be like, man, this is so cool what he's doing, right? And you're doing the posts and stuff, and you're dealing with these really cool people on a daily basis. Yeah. You're not sharing it to the world to be famous or yeah. for money. You're doing it to bring awareness, and it's, yeah. it's cool. It's fun. It's that's fun, it. man. That's it. Like, this is fun for that's, me. I got a mug it. now. You know this is always going to be on my desk. And we, like, slowly start. It like, should always going to have this in the podcast, every water. It's a, it's it's a reminder. It is, man. I love it. It's the a gift. The process never ends. It never ends. Man, I love it. I saw it. I was like, oh, this hits home. <laughs> this hits home real quick. Um, so. Yeah, so that's kind of, like, where I'm at. That's my focus. I teach the normal group classes here and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but my focus is on building a tactical athlete program mm-hmm. um, because it's something that's coming along in the research and, and you know, um, uh, the strength and conditioning type, like, community and whatnot. Um, but there's still a lot to be learned about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think there's all that much in Canada for it. Um, right. So I, you know, I created an, an assessment manual for them. So created a test, wrote a manual, it's all laid out, I can hand that manual to you and you should in theory be able to administer that test. Um, we're going to basically, uh, which was its own challenge because I hate writing, hate writing more than anything. Can you tell that you hate writing when you read it? So so I had a <laughs> I had a better experience writing this oh, okay. um, than other things because it's step by step. It's right. like I'm writing procedures rather than writing like a novel or something okay. or like some kind of catchy post or something like that. Like I, I, right. I don't like writing at all. I hated writing okay. in school. I'm not very good at it. Yeah. My boss is constantly telling me it's just something you got to practice and blah, blah, blah. And you're actually a really good writer. It doesn't mean that I don't experience the stress yeah. of writing. It's because you like to read. Yeah. Like the opposite is like you're a really good reader. You enjoy reading. It's right. fun. So, so anyways, I wrote this manual, which was his own thing, own learning curve. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got our first, we just finished 
doing the the first bout of um, assessments mm-hmm. and I'll evaluate the scores, see where it's at, build a program kind of around that, um, and we're gonna reevaluate quarterly, see where we're at, and adjust accordingly, um, and uh, take it from there, and hopefully get some other TAC groups. Right. You know, police or military or cool. or different different groups. I I'm working on getting some stuff with the rest of the service too, but it's right. just like it takes time, and it's. You know, so it's only been one year. Right. Good things take time to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Working process, right? Working process. I love that. So that's that's, that's it. That's that's where I'm at. That's my focus, man. That's that's it's kind of cool how it's come full circle. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I had to work up to this point. Right. Um, if you asked me, you know, six seven years ago, if I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, not a chance I would be talking about it, mm-hmm. you know? The only reason I'm here right now is because I was introduced from a good friend, Dr. John Diplock in mm-hmm. Sudbury. Nice. He's a chiropractor, uh, to the idea of rehab. Um, in uh, the idea of prehab. So he's just like, you're not going to stop working out. And I'm not going to ask you to stop working mm-hmm. out. It's from my shoulder, my collarbone. Mm-hmm. He's like, so instead, do these exercises before every single workout. Okay. Right. So take a physio approach to it, but before your workouts, prepare your body properly right. for the movements you're about to do. Right. So that's that's what led me to here. And now I'm training the tack guys, and it's badass, and it's yeah. it's great, um, and it's like it fits in with what we do here as a facility. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That's pretty great, cool. And um, to be honest, that tactical paramedic, is super unique. Because you wouldn't think of that, like you said, right away. Like, man, a lot of people didn't realize, like, there wasn't one. There's one in Canada. And so... Now there's that, a... Yeah, now there's, there's a few, few for groups. sure. There's a few groups now, but at the, at the point of Ottawa being told they need a team, I think there's <clears> only one in Canada. And that shooting put it over the top where you're like, okay, we need this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. So, right. yeah. What was lacking from that, uh, in, from that situation that took place in... Uh, the OC transfer bus. Like, well, where would tactical paramedics fit into that? So, because they're kitted up, yeah. helmets and vests and stuff like that, they can go in to situations where there's like firearms and stuff. Okay. Right. Are they trained with firearms as well? They're not trained with. They. I. I, I don't. Oh, right. I don't know to whether they. Extent. I don't know whether they like actually, you know, shoot or anything themselves, but they don't carry. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so they. Not they concealing nothing there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. They don't carry any weapons of any sort. They're paramedics, right. but they're trained to, you know, like the the standard. And I'm making shit up because I really don't actually know. But like, you know, set up the line, one guy behind the other. You got your breacher going through the door on a warrant or whatever. They're trained to like set up in those situations. Tactical situations. Uh, tactical situations, exactly. And and the reason why this is so cool for me <coughs> to backtrack it as to like where my focus is as a trainer and stuff is Mm -hmm. that like the word tactical um is associated with military yeah like realistically what like a tactic is or a tactical perspective is like a means by which like a strategy is carried out executed so you can take that into your daily life right so recently i'm sure you saw the post or whatever but i presented at the y yep fitness summit yeah right never thought i'd be a presenter at the y summit after all my years there, 
Um, but so they asked me to come and present. Yeah. They see me being, you know, and my boss has set up a post saying like it's good to see and get noticed and whatever. It's like okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm just gonna go and talk and give my perspective. But I called that seminar tactical training for life because it's just like, are you um, aware? of your intention and aware of every single movement in your strategy of mm -hmm. whatever you're doing on your right. daily base, daily basis of movement, right? Whether it's exercise or whether you're, you know, stepping down a stair and you got to be aware of like what you're stepping on or whatever, which goes back to, uh, <coughs> the barefoot walk outside. Right. Right. So it's Incredible. like whenever the, where that came from is a, I'm barefoot all the time. Yeah. We don't train in shoes here. Yeah, I know that. Right? So, um, when I was super stressed one day, mm -hmm. you know, because I've gone through my own shit, yep. um, I was like, I needed something. And normally, like, I might go and uh, do a workout or I might squat or something like that. Squatting is actually the way that it, that, that it started. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, like, for some reason, I just, like, went outside barefoot and I went for, like, a 500-meter walk. Because what was the weather like? It was the summertime. Okay. But I just went out barefoot, walked down the pavement, and you, you're you going to feel every... Because we're not in tune with our bodies anymore because mm. of shoes. Right. We're gonna You're going to feel every single crack and stone and twig and whatever that you step on. When we do this after the show. Yeah. So do you think you're going to be thinking about what just pissed you off? Not a chance. No, I'm going to worry about the fucking rocks that are on my Every single step, you're going to be aware of it. Dude, this is incredible. Right? I see where this is going, and I'm like, oh, okay. So by the time I got back from the walk, I didn't even remember. Midway through the walk, I didn't even remember what I was pissed off about. Interesting. Right? Walk by the time I got back, I remembered what I was pissed off about, but I was in a calmer state so I could process it rather than react. Right. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's kind of where that comes in. And again, tactical. This is like, there's there's strategies you can put in place to get whatever you're looking to get out of whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not all exercise. This is not about exercise. Right. This is about general, like, awareness of self. Right? I also have a huge interest in psychology. So right. That's, oh, that yeah. This comes from. Yeah, I'm aware. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of psychological warfare sometimes. Yes. Never, never hurt anybody. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the short term, never hurt yeah. anybody. Right? So, like, that's that's where it all comes down to. Right. You know, I actually started doing that by doing, like, a passive squat, <coughs> just, like, the third world squat or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, right, depending on who's okay with that terminology. Um, and I would sit down in a squat, and I would... Like, when I was stressed, mm -hmm. like, I used to go to the back room where the towels were at the Y, and I would squat. I would just squat. Just in that... Yeah. When I was, like, ready, when I was ready to, wood. like, lose it, I would go back there and I would squat. Because all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm focusing on my ankle, I'm focusing on my knee, I'm focusing on my back, and all that stuff, and I'm not focusing on what just threw me over the edge, or was about to throw me over the edge. Man, I wondered why you'd always walk back there, and then not walk back with anything. I, I spent a lot of time back there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's up, man? And he's just going, okay, cool. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing? So that's that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, man. It's all about awareness. All about awareness. All right? about awareness. I'm really hoping and really looking forward, because I know now that we said it, we're both 
like this. We are going to do a walk barefoot. Yeah. And I know we're also going to do Turkish get-ups. And you're going to take the same amount of intention and awareness yeah. into your Turkish get-up as you do with the walk. You And you believe that's going to carry over? 100%. Yeah? And how often do you recommend people do this? Or like, when's the best time specifically we'll go with that? For for what? For the Turkish getup or the walk? No, the walk. Sure. Do it every day. You should walk every day. Barefoot. You should walk every day. Let's start with that. Because okay. most people don't walk every day. Sure. You ever heard of the term active sedentary? Not recently, no. Do you have an office job? I did. Okay. So, eight hours a day... Nine hours a day we spend in our office. Then we spend, you know, upwards of two hours in our car commuting. We go to the gym. We do our workout. Again, 24 hours in a day. One hour spent exercising. Eight is spent at your desk. Yeah. Two spent in your car. Three spent on your couch watching your TV. Half the day is spent sitting. At least. More than half. Way more than half. Right? So, instead of thinking about exercise in terms of these blocks of time that you need to do exercise, think about movement throughout your day, right? Like, stand up from your desk, yeah, right? And just do a nice back bend, reach for your yeah. toes, do a couple of hip circles, like, get movement into your, it's your movement, so there's this, this great biomechanist, her name's Katie Bowman, she wrote a book called Move Your DNA. If you haven't read it, you're missing out on life. All right? So... You said move your DNA? Move your DNA. Katie Bowman. Yeah. She's a biomechanist. She specializes in barefoot education and uh, also, like, pelvic floor stuff, which okay. I'm really getting into right now. Not in a creepy <coughs> way. Just, like, you know... Didn't think you were. It's okay. I just wanted to... I might have with the comment of the mic at the beginning of the show, but other than that... This thing? That yeah. It's an awkward shape. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> carry on my so anyways <laughs> she talks about like a movement diet her program's called nutritious movement so like interesting so it's like okay you eat a kale salad for one hour a day but you eat mcdonald's the rest of the day it's like that's your one hour in the gym and the rest oh, is, cool. is you know what i mean so you gotta yeah. look at it in terms of like macro and micronutrients but like movement is the those food groups you know what I mean? It's like, how much time are you moving your hips? How much time are you moving your shoulders? How much time are you actually walking? How much time are you loading? How much time are you sitting? Mm -hmm. Are you sitting in different positions? Are you standing in the same position? Even standing desks aren't that great. If you stand... No. I agree. At a standing desk, yeah. right? And you don't move for eight hours, that's no better than sitting. Right. Right? It's just sitting in a different position so she talks about how everything <coughs> movement is is in our dna to the like to the cellular level we are meant to move and our body moves right. so if you don't move it you're quite literally going to lose it right like you won't have the capacity to move anymore move it or lose it move it or lose it to the most pretty cellular that's a very, detail that's a, yeah because your cells even if you're sitting here we're still, still moving. moving yeah like you are, Man. yeah, right. So cool. Even the idea of she sleeps on a hard surface, because then she moves. She's forced to move throughout the night, even though she's sleeping. Mm -hmm. Right. Think about like hunter gatherers. Right? Like, right. They didn't have cushy friggin' pillow top mattresses. No. Right. So that's kind of cool. like the idea is like how to incorporate it more throughout your day. Man. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Imagine going, or when we go, but people, you're just going through the mall and you're barefoot. Well, I mean, we're going yeah. like walk, going this on a walk. The, you're going to see people. This is the problem is that we have concrete now, Yeah. which sucks. And, yeah, I see what you mean. And we have rules that I can't go into a grocery store barefoot. Maybe some places I can, but generally I can't. Right. It so like, like, then it's just like, then it's like, okay, what's on your feet? Are you, are you wearing casts on your feet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, you know, the standard 12 mil drop running shoe. Yeah. Which is no better than a high heel. Right. Right. Or are you wearing barefoot style shoes? And that's not to say just transition right into it. Cause you gotta be careful doing that cause mm-hmm. of the way we've been developed. And this is the thing is that you gotta take it with a like step by step you can't just like flip right away and do something Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to transition because we've transitioned our bodies over our life right right? to adapt yeah to to set the environment yeah there's a there's a good way to put it i forget who it was Somebody said something about ergonomics. You know what ergonomics is? You, yeah, but you said it to me at the Y. I'm remembering this conversation, dude. I swear. It's, you know, like, it's like a, what is it, a lazy, efficient way to be lazy? Something along, like... It's teaching you the optimal way to be still. That was it. Right? Yeah. So it's like, how's that a good thing? Okay. Right. Yeah, it's I like, do. I remember It's this. like, yeah, okay. You break a bone and you need a cast... Yeah, you need a cast for this that, is certain, optimal way that, to that certain time frame for the yeah. bone to heal. You need that cast, but as soon as you're out of it, you don't stay like this. Not at all. You, oh fuck, man. When I my the only time I broke my arm, I had like I needed it to be rehabbed six months after it was out because I would just broke the cast and I was like, I need to move this. Yeah, that's just me being silly. Yeah, that's you being stupid. Yeah, but listen to your doctor. Yeah, probably should have. Yeah, it is what it is. Ain't what it was, you know. Right, so like that's that's kind of again like Katie Bowman is just one example of all the people I follow um, that uh, you know I either learn through their their online stuff or or like, you know sometimes I meet up with them in like courses if they come to Canada and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's that's it. It's, you just got to move. If you don't move, you're just killing yourself faster. Right. Don't move. <laughs> Like it's just killing yourself fast. You could be, you could be. Well, right. And like this is like this is just such a broad perspective of it. Yeah. Because like we're not even getting into the research as to like the benefits of preventing disease. Like that should like that you you don't even need to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Because like just focus on moving, and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. Like. I don't. I shouldn't need to bring out a whole bunch of stats to be like, well, your chances of you know, like, right. you know, cardiac disease or whatever is is X amount higher if you don't do this. Or it's just like, like who cares? Stop trying to scare people into doing things and just like, get them to do things. Yeah. If they want to know more, then be prepared for that. But if yeah. they need to move better, right? It's not just, forcing the research them, down there and throat. find it like make it fun. If you're not enjoying it, then you're not doing it. Like, think about the mental stress that mm-hmm. comes from it. Yeah, and a lot of people, when with that then, why do you find people are afraid to exercise? Like, they don't want to. A lot of people don't. They don't want to move. They would rather just lie down, sit down. Well, there's a few different just... reasons for that. <coughs> depends on, depends on, depends on why they're afraid. Like, why mm-hmm. are they afraid? 
is it because it's intimidating because the fitness industry is shallow and you're going to go to the gym? Honestly, yeah. Gonna, I think that's gonna, it. You're going to see some bro with his, his hoodie on and, and his short shorts and, and his like, chucks and he's taking gym, like mirror selfies. At the same time, you're going to see the girl in the sports bra with the ripped abs and all that stuff taking selfies. It's just like those people... Again, sure, if that's what you want to do. Like, those people are scaring other people who really need it away. Right. Um, not that that's their intention. I'm not saying that's their intention. No. But you got to find a comfortable atmosphere. Right, and they're unaware. Yeah, yeah. Which is where Human 2.0 comes in. Well, it's a comfortable atmosphere. It could. I it's make it pretty uncomfortable extent. sometimes. So that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's probably disappointed in you. I read that, and I was like... He's it's probably disappointed in me right I, now. I got high standards for my, <laughs> yeah, my clients. It. And like that's if you're what not, it should be, though. If you're not doing this for the right reason, and you're just going through the motions, everyone's wasting their own time. Right. Like, I'm wasting yours, you're wasting mine, if we're not. Yeah. If I don't care why I'm And maybe it. it's a personality thing. But not everybody likes my style of coaching. Right. I'm going to tell you like it is. If they can't handle tough love. If something, like... If I tell you the best, the best example is whenever I tell people it's just like oh, do a ninety ninety drill, right yeah. for your hips, standard like stretch out there that's really good for internal external rotation of your hips, which we're lacking, and a lot of people whenever they get into it will do like an active thing for it, right, and they'll cramp immediately in their back glute on this ninety ninety position. Okay. okay? And they'll fall out of it. They'll probably start laughing and be like, oh my God, that sucks so much or whatever. And I'll just tell them, it's like cramping is a sign of weakness. Because it is. Yeah. Because your body's not used to being there, so it's not strong (coughs) in that position, so it's freaking out. So. Yeah. Right? It's just like, if you don't want to hear that, don't get trained by me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's it's just true. Don't get trained by me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in for it when I'm like, and when you said it, when I asked him, like, yo, can you teach me how to do a Turkish skip? You're like, yeah, but, and me knowing full well how you're going to, like, like, he's going to pick it apart. Yeah. He's going to rip it apart if, and smash it. If if you can't do something that's supposed to be easy, I'm going to tell you it's supposed to be easy. Doesn't mean I'm not going to help you get there. Right. But I'm going to tell you this is supposed to be that easy. That probably clouds that. Years, yes. 100%. It's, and, hey, I'm always adapting my coaching style. Right. I also like to have fun when I coach. Right. If people aren't having fun, then... Why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, if you don't enjoy it, you're only adding stress and you're... Like, if you're depressed, but you still exercise, are you really healthy? No. 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 Right? Right. Just enjoy it. That's not a knock on, like, mental health, because that's a huge thing nowadays, but... Right. It's like, you know, you got to enjoy what you're doing. hmm If you're not satisfied with where you're at... Fix it. Fix it. Jocko Willing... Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. Extreme ownership. Three forty-five every morning. Three forty-five. Dude, it's two four thirty. Is it four thirty? Dude, it's probably two forty-five. Like his Instagram, it's like it's only his watch, dude. Uh, Maybe he just like I grow out with people about this all the time. Maybe he just has like five stock photos. I think you're right. No, he doesn't. There's no way he does. Not a chance. Not a chance. Such a dope dude. Yeah, man. So like that's that's kind of like it. I mean. If you and I were to do this again tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm going to explain all of this in a different way. 100%. That's the thing. That's the other thing. Is that like it's not, it's it's hopefully not going to con- contradict itself. Right. But it's going to come out a different way because I'm always thinking about different ways to like relate it. Mm-hmm. 
right? Right. So you can't expect to say I don't have I don't have a speech. Prepared. I don't have nothing. a script. No. On this stuff. Nothing here. Right. Well, I'm not even just talking about here, but like just in general. Yeah, in general, right? Like There's whenever, no speech. Yeah. Bring or no. Whenever I'm talking to new yeah. clients or whatever, it's just like I don't have a, right. a go-to script. Right. You don't have your promo written on your wrist or anything. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, because there's not one way of doing things. No. Right. Right. So. No. Cool, dude. That's it. Sweet. Move it or lose it. Move it or lose Move it. Move it or lose it, brother. Hey, I appreciate your time, man. I really do. You're I welcome, sir. Appreciate the mug. The mug. I'm looking forward to this. This is my first gift I've gotten. Wow. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to it. People 22 are episodes gifts. in, and yeah. uh, don't interview them again unless they give you a gift. Got to got to go to the bathroom now. Let's take your shoes off for a fucking walk. Let's do it. That's amazing. I'm so fucking hyped about this. <laughs> Damn, you said it, and I was like, all right, we're gonna do it. I'm like, I know we're going to do it. There's no way Dan would say no.